0: Welcome to Good People, Cool Things, the podcast featuring conversations with entrepreneurs, writers, musicians, and other creatives. I'm your host, Joey Held, and today's guest is Hasanatu Berry, creator of The Babysitter Guru, a site dedicated to providing guidance and resources for babysitters. Hasanatu talks about starting her business, challenges and opportunities she's seen along the way, and how she listens to her customers to develop her content. Let's dive on in. Let's say we're on an elevator. Mm Mm-hmm. Give me your pitch. What's the babysitter guru all about?
1: Sure. So the babysitter guru is an informational hub and um, consisting of advice for both babysitters to guide them through their babysitting journey of becoming one and then also advising parents on what to seek and look for when, you know, hiring a babysitter is such an integral portion when you're finding a childcare provider to care for your one human being that's so special to you. Right. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I represent the voice for babysitters globally, um, and just kind of putting them in the forefront of representation as a childcare provider. And not only that, but also assisting parents through that process.
0: And why babysitting? What drew you to that?
1: Yeah, so when I was 16 years old, I started babysitting. I needed money for my senior dues in high school. Um, So I started babysitting around the neighborhood. Um, And then once I finished high school, I started college. And the funny part is, you know, in college, I had my internship, went to school full time, and I still found myself babysitting. Um, And I always knew that the relationship I have with the parents are so tight. It's to a point where after like I finished babysitting, me and the parents will literally sit in the living room talking for two hours just about life. <laughs> <laughs> and me and the kids, we have just a strong, very strong bond. Um, so I did that throughout high school and college, and then once I graduated from college, I got my first full-time job, and what did I find myself doing? Babysitting on the weekends. Um, so literally that remained consistent throughout what, six to seven years. And during that time, I'm like, you know what? This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm passionate about. I love caring for children. And then I also love speaking to parents. There's that connection that, you know, I don't get from anywhere else. And then I just love and giving advice to my fellow babysitters. I come across them all the time. And I realized there wasn't a platform for babysitters rather there was for nannies, there's even nannies associations and nanny outings. And I love my fellow nannies, but there was no representation for babysitters. And babysitters happen to be the number one request for short term care, right? Because it's not that much of a commitment as nannies are. Um, You kind of call them when you need them. So there's a huge base for that. But there's there's nothing for them, no resources. So I wanted to change that.
0: So was there a particular kind of aha moment where you were like wait a minute this can go from just something i like doing and make some extra money with to a full-time business or was it just kind of a gradual over the years you realized hey there's some there's some work that can be done here
1: it was over the years it wasn't until after i graduated and got my full-time job you know i'm just like is this what i want to do for the rest of my life i want to leave a legacy i want to leave an imprint um and throughout my life, everyone's like, you're so good with kids. There's always a connection that you have with them. And then you love talking, you know. And I have like this entrepreneurial bug in me. And I've always had it. And, you know, that that love and that um, kind of gravitation towards wanting to have something of my own, wanting to have something with my name on it it was growing as I got older and I'm only 23. So I'm like, you know, I might as well do it now. than wait later. Right. Do it while you're young. Um, So I just took that risk and took the leap. And here I am today. It's been about eight months. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: I love, I love the do it now. I think Mm -hmm. that's the, the thing that holds up a lot of people is it's, Hey, I need this to be perfect. I need all these things in place. And it's like, no, just start it. Like Mm -hmm. I, look back at the very first podcasts I did and mm. I cringe at, I mean, the very first one I ever did was with my parents, lovely. Wow, I, love my it. mom and dad. <laughs> uh, they had some great insights, uh, but we were all kind of crowded around one, you know, cheap little microphone. And it's certainly not the best thing, but I would never have gotten into this world if I hadn't just said, you know what? Let's just go for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure along the way you have probably encountered a few challenges. Has there been any that have kind of surprised you as you're starting your business?
1: Yes. So especially when people see the name, they automatically think it's an agency, literally Mm like a nanny agency or babysitter agency. And what I'm trying to do right now is something that doesn't even exist. So just imagine trying to explain something that doesn't (laughs) exist, right? That's not considered quote unquote normal. And once I explained, they're like, wow, that's actually needed. You know, I would have needed this 20 years ago when I had my kid, you know? Um, And then even with babysitters, I was like, wow, you know, that kind of makes sense. So those are some of the challenges people thought I was an agency. And then also just trying to get people to understand that this is a necessity especially with the, how the child care system is going nowadays i don't know where you said you're based in austin so you know throughout the uk the us child care varies per state and it's in demand there's not enough child care providers uh, especially when they're up to par you know parents they have high standards which i totally understand so there's not as many qualified child care providers in that regards um so just trying to put, be a name, right, be out there, making sure that I'm talking to people as much as I can. Um, networking has always been my number one priority. So just trying to, you know, just expand the my vision, the brand of what the Babysitter Guru is, and um, doing as many partnerships as I can. So it's really is hard you're trying to explain something that doesn't exist. And I think that's one that's one of my challenges. And then also, you know, hopefully people changing their mind thinking that's an agency. But rather than an agency, it's more of a consultation for both babysitters and parents and preparing them and educating them on being a caregiver, aka a babysitter.
0: (laughs) I want to get back to the network uh, networking aspect of Mm -hmm. things real quickly. But first I I always find it interesting to hear kind of the failed names. Uh, so did you have some other names that you considered before settling on the babysitter guru?
1: No, it was actually I was was just right away. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was literally debating whether or not I should drop the the or keep the. the. That was the only thing. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was between that. Dropping the the or keeping the. the. So right now I'm keeping the the, but maybe I'll drop it.
0: I I haven't decided yet. It can be like how a lot of bands have, uh, they start with the and then it's like four or five years later, you're just kind of like, like, I think the killers, I feel like are just killers now. Like <laughs> way more, way more intense. But yeah, everywhere. way, way more intense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who sings that song? Oh, it's Murderers. Look out.
1: Murderers? Is that a band?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just saying it's like actual killers. (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know what? At this point, with how many bands there are out there, I'm sure there's some sort of (laughs) murderers.
1: Right. You wouldn't be surprised, right? (laughs) True.
0: Going back to the networking side of things, have you found that a certain platform or like certain events or conferences have proven more effective or do you kind of get positive feedback wherever you head off to?
1: I kind of get positive feedback and then also like the shock, like, wow, that makes so much sense. I would have <laughs> needed you when I had my children, you know? Um, so, luckily, it's all been positive. I love attending baby shows. So, for example, next month, um, I've been hired to be a guest speaker at a baby show in DC. I'm speaking to parents who are expecting, and what I'll be doing with them is explaining them exactly what to look for when hiring a babysitter, right? So usually when you need that extra help, you usually don't have family or friends around you to assist you. So you need that third party to come in and that's either your na- a nanny or a babysitter um, or anything like that just to come in and help you. And there's certain things you should look for when finding one or seeking one on your own. Um, so that's what I'll be talking to parents about soon. But with the networking, I, I love it. I just love, <laughs> I love talking about, I feel like when you're talking about something that you're passionate about, it's different, but right? you see it in your face. You see that you're hearing your voice um, and your expressions and stuff like that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. If you were giving a presentation on, I don't know, the war of 1812.
1: And- <laughs> I wouldn't so know. <laughs> <that>.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, definitely, definitely agree with that. And. Kind of along those same lines, you say you love to talk about babysitting, you love to share these resources, and you create a lot of video content as well. Uh, yes. You take us through your process for that. How do you decide on a topic? How do you record? Are there like 40 minutes of bloopers for all of these videos? How does mm-hmm. all that work?
1: Yeah, so the funny thing is when I first thought of the babysitter guru in, um, in regards to creating content, I said, you know, should I do videos or should I do a podcast? right and then i know with the babysitters that i speak with personally they tend to be on a younger demographic um so i'm like okay are they going to listen to a podcast or do they prefer videos because, you know, there's a, there's different people who go on YouTube every single day for anything. <laughs> and then there's others who go on a podcast or something. Um, so I decided to create the YouTube channel because they'll be more inclined to watch videos. They're already on YouTube watching a music video or something like that, right? So why not go on YouTube and then figure out how to get a babysitting job? Um, so that's why I decided to do videos. And when you attach a face to an image or to like a certain word, it's different, right? You could relate to it. Um, I had a feeling when I speak to people about babysitting, they could relate to me easily. So if I created a video, the same person I would show through video as well. Um, In regards to determining topics, I just talk to my babysitters. They literally email me all the time or send me a DM on Instagram saying, hey, can you speak about this topic? And then I'm always willing to do it because these videos are for them. They're informational videos. So whatever they ask me to do, I'll do it. Um, and I'm always brutally honest, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> brutally honest. And I hope it shows through my videos, but I'm brutally honest. Everything that I talk about is based on experience. Everything I talk about is based on experience. Um, I've been through it and I just like to advise people um, to let them know exactly what to do when they reach those sort of circumstances or situations.
0: Has there been a topic that someone's asked about where you were like, oh, I didn't even know that was like a concern or a question that someone had?
1: It was um, how to walk the kids outside. Mm. Yeah, how to walk the kids outside and that question i was actually surprised about but i was willing to do a video on it and I said hey when you're walking the kids outside you need to be alert your phone should be nowhere near your hand (laughs) (laughs) your eyes need to be on them at all costs and always walk when you're walking outside at least on the sidewalk you make sure that they're to the left of you so closer to the curb rather than closer to the road at all times um and depending on the age you either have the baby baby seat in front of you kind of where you put them in or that's if they're like infants or if they're like toddler age you hold their hands or you put them in a stroller but yeah that was the most interesting question how to walk with them outside
0: Hmm. yeah i feel like that's kind of good advice just walking outside in general like don't Mm -hmm. stay close (laughs) to the curb don't be on your phone for two too uh crazy an amount of time and mm-hmm. and we'll all not walk into things and that's mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have to remain alert 24 yeah. 7.
0: <laughs> so if someone is visiting the babysitter guru for the first time is there a video or a resource uh that they should check out first or is it kind of you can hop in anywhere
1: um so the website I just, you know, the first thing that I always like is when people visit the About Me section of the website, um, because that's where you really learn about me, right? I'm exactly where I started, the background, and how I got started in babysitting, and what you should look forward working with me. Um, the reason being is because I personally love About Me, so I'm just a curious individual. <laughs> and when you visit the About Me, you, you kind of... Somewhat establish a trust, or if you're even interested in learning more about the person. But currently, you know, visit the About Me and then the services section of it. There's a babysitting consultation, and then there's also date night sittings. So I offer date night sittings strictly within the New York City area. And parents could go there and book me from there through the calendar or um, babysitters could schedule a babysitting consultation. Whether you're someone who currently is a babysitter and experiencing certain issues like negotiating pay or um, conflict resolution, those are options that I offer that we could discuss more in detail if you're having troubles with that. Because you know, there's a certain way where you want to navigate those conversations with parents and some don't know how to do it. Um, so that's something I also help them with. But I also am working on the babysitting course. So I'm super excited about that. I'll be enrolling the next batch of students next month. So the babysitting course information on that will be coming soon on the website. But yeah, I, I just recently launched my babysitting course where I train babysitters who are interested in becoming one. Awesome. And, and I'm super excited about it. And I can't wait to have more people enroll next <laughs> month.
0: Can you, can you give us a little scoop on what, what people can expect?
1: Yes. So there are four modules in the training course. Um, There's homeworks, (laughs) there's worksheets, you know, and what it is is a live coaching course. So what we do is we meet, depending on what you pick, either the two week or the four week course, we meet either once or twice a week for an hour through video. And I walk you through each module and each slide And um, towards the end, I have ten minutes of just asking me questions. Any questions you want clarification on, or um, you just want more information on, that's what we do. And the homeworks are very intense, but it's okay. It's all for good, (laughs) for all (laughs) for a good reason. So that once you take my course, you're gonna know you've been certified by me. You're gonna know what you're talking about. You're gonna be prepared once you go with a parent or if you have like that scheduled interview you're gonna know what to do and then you're also going to know what to do when you're in certain situations with the kids it could be a bit intimidating um but that's what the training is for so yeah and this is the first you know first babysitting course created for babysitters by an actual babysitter and that's something i always want to emphasize on Everything that I review is everything that I've experienced myself. Same thing with my videos, everything I talk about, is everything I experienced with myself. Um, and one thing was I definitely wanted this to be a live coaching with the video. Like I said, it's, it's different when you have someone in front of you talking to you and explaining the materials because you have that personal connection. Um, and that's something I always strive on.
0: Absolutely. And then for the different modules, are those also available for uh, kind of a self-paced type of thing? Or is it is it more of a rigid schedule like that, the two weeks or four weeks?
1: Yeah, rigid schedule. I'm I'm very big on that. Very big on having the live so I could see you and I see my students nice. and and just having that personal connection.
0: And I feel like that's a good, uh, you know, good tie into babysitting because mm-hmm. if you show up <laughs> two hours late... And- or have to bounce an hour early. Probably, It's probably not the best thing.
1: Exactly. It's all about discipline, right? Because at the end of the day, you're, you're dealing with kids too. So if you can't show up for me on time, then what makes you think you could do it for a kid <laughs> when you have your real babysitting job? So yeah, it's all about discipline as well.
0: And you had mentioned that uh, date, nighting, uh, date night sitting is something that you also offer. Have you gotten uh, some good date night ideas? From doing that.
1: I love to call myself the queen of baby date night babysitting. (laughs) (laughs) I love date night babysitting because I have the opportunity to put the kids to sleep. And I love that portion of the night. The reason being is because you, you form that connection with them. Um, Once you learn their routine and you're putting them to bed, it's just like, wow, okay. Now they're asleep before mommy and daddy or my parents get back, you know? Once you're able to achieve that, you'll feel good about yourself <laughs> by the time the parents come back and the kids are sound asleep in their room. You're like, wow, cha-ching, I did like a good job on that. Um, some of the date night activities I love doing just to wear them out a little bit because especially as the day goes on, they're going to get tired. So what we do is we have dinner, we play a lot of games and have them run around and active games throughout the house. The reason being is I don't like TV or giving them any type of TV right before they go to sleep. Um, so just having them energized, right, and wear them out tw- towards the end of the night so that they're more inclined to go to sleep, Um and it always works like a charm. <laughs> so feed them, we play, we do a lot of arts and crafts, and then hands-on activities and active movement, and then bedtime. And they will usually be asleep before the parents get back, which is always a good thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a dream for the parents.
1: It is, it is, and I always strive on that.
0: <laughs> and as far as the actual parents themselves, have you uh, seen any go on you know, it's springtime's right around the corner. Uh, any, like, clever or unique uh, date night ideas? I know parents are, when they get that night out, you know, sometimes dinner and a movie is fine, but sometimes you want to get a little more creative. So have you gotten to to sit for any kids that uh, whose parents were going on, on some sort of wild adventure?
1: No, I have not. I have not. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is, and this is something I also discuss in my training, is that... Um, Usually some people might think when you ask the parents about where they're going, like you're not being nosy technically, right? Just in case of an emergency, you have to know where they are. Hands down, you have to know where they are. So I always say whenever they're going out, you don't want to be like in their business, but you need to know where they're going. And depending on where they're going, you take that information of that place as well. You know, it's all about safety precautions, but usually my parents that, that I babysit for, it's dinner, movies, shopping, and that's it. I, I've never really had them go anywhere exotic or anything like that while I was with the kids.
0: So the parents need to step up their game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> up to them, up to them, their their preference. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Um. And I, I usually like to kind of wrap up uh, these conversations with a top three. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that you love playing games, mm-hmm. with the kids. So what are your top three games that you like to play?
1: Hide and Go Seek. Lovely. <laughs> Hide and Go Seek is epic, literally epic. Um, also, what do you call that? It's, you like chase me if you can. Mm, yeah, yeah. And especially if they're on, like, a three-level house, it's the craziest. You literally probably lose five pounds by the time you're done, <laughs> the amount of time you're running literally up those three flights of stairs. So, um yes, yeah, so hide and go seek, chase me if you can. And then the last one would be hmm, – let me see if I could pick the last one for them. Okay, so this one wouldn't be, like, an actual – well, yeah, it would probably be considered activity. It's when you're turning off all the lights and tell your own story. So we turn off all the lights, and then I put the flashlight on my phone, and we either sit in the living room or one of their rooms, and then we just tell a story. It's pitch black with just the flashlight on my phone on. And then they start and they start each each to tell their story, and they could tell any story that they want. And that's that's also a sweet moment that I enjoy with them as well.
0: Do they uh, tend to go in like a, a more scary direction or just because the lights are off or is it more just fantastical?
1: It's a, a little bit of both. And they just say what they think from their heads, <laughs> to be honest. The other day I did it with one of the kids and he's two years old. You had to hear him tell this story he's like has a dinosaur dinosaur right here and I'm just like oh my god yes tell me more and it's it's so cute because he's only two but he understood the concept because his sister is five so she would tell her story and then it's his turn and he'll like you know use his hands and then make the (laughs) dinosaur noises but it's fascinating right because he's only two years old but he's able to formulate the words and just say something right? Whether that's, a, you know, whether that's about the dinosaur or something he ate, he just puts it together. And that's the beautiful thing about it. That's the joy. So that's what I love.
0: Uh, that's, a, that's a great mix. Hide and seek. Catch me if you can. And tell a story in the dark.
1: Tell a story in the dark. Yep. <laughs> I, like it.
0: I was at a housewarming party I, just last weekend. And they They had a, a Jack and Jill style bathroom mm-hmm. where it's like the two kids' rooms combine into the bathroom in the middle. And as I was like doing my little tour around the house, I was kind of like, "This would be so fun as a kid because <laughs> you mm-hmm. just like run around and you had like three doors where you could escape if someone was chasing from you, and I'm just I was like ah too too old for this now." <laughs>
1: It's good exercise. I will say that. It's good exercise.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, especially like you were saying with multiple stories in the house, you're getting you're getting your steps in. It's better than any stairmaster.
1: I sure. am. I am. The cardio is amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if someone wants to find the babysitter guru online on YouTube, on social media, out in the wild, how can they do that?
1: Yes, definitely follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube is at The Babysitter Guru. And then um, I'm a fanatic on LinkedIn, guys. I literally call myself The Babysitter of LinkedIn. So on LinkedIn, I'm at Hasna to Barry, H-A-S-S-A-N-A-T-L-U, Barry, B-A-R-R-Y. I talk about many things childcare related on LinkedIn, which I think don't exist right now. So just putting a voice to that. Um and then also, if you guys want to personally reach out to me at the at gmail.com regarding the course, whether you are a parent or an adult um, wanting your child or someone you're related to, to get babysitting experience, just, you know, shoot me an email and I'll be happy to enroll them for the next month, that class.
0: Sounds fantastic. I was about to say you're almost off the hook, but your queen of LinkedIn made me want to ask one more question, uh, more sure. from the entrepreneurial side of things, because sure. LinkedIn is such a good market, but I feel like uh, it can be a little daunting to use. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I always like to say it's like three or four years behind Facebook or Twitter. Like they let the other platforms kind of stumble through whatever mm-hmm. like new thing is happening, and then they mm-hmm. roll it out. Mm-hmm. So what, what tips do you have for an entrepreneur that's trying to kind of grow their network uh, through LinkedIn?
1: Release content consistently. And you need to be real and you need to be a storyteller. There's nothing like telling a story and people will gravitate towards attention, their attention very quickly. What my trick is, is the starting line. Whatever it is, make sure it's like, oh my God, you got my attention. What I usually do is I put it in caps. Right. So, for example, at the launch of my babysitting course, what I did was I'm expecting, <laughs> an exclam- even though I'm not with the exclamation point, I put I'm accepting and then dot, dot, dot. And then you had to click on see more to read the rest that I was launching my Babysitting course, right. But many people on LinkedIn know that I wasn't having a baby, but they're like what <laughs> you know, I wasn't <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> so you need to put eye catching content and you have to be consistent with it um, and visuals always do better. Um, but you have to remain consistent and be open to connecting with people. What I do is I personally look at your profile before connecting with you. And then if I find uh, someone of a connection, you know, I'll connect with you or um, I'll reach out to connect with you and then send you a message. There's nothing like a personal message. Um, because that just says something that you're interested in their background and you like to learn more. Sometimes, you know, reaching out to people, and connecting with people on LinkedIn can lead to many opportunities that you have no clue about. You know, I, I found um, spot guests, which is how I found you Joey yeah. um, through a friend of mine on LinkedIn. She's like, Hasnette, you need to be on spot, Guest because your message is so important and so unique that I feel like people would be interested in hearing about it. And that's how I got on spot, Um, So, yeah, being proactive, being consistent with um, LinkedIn and posting content and just being able to connect with people. And don't be afraid to talk to them or send them a message as long as you're not doing it, like, you know, consistently sending them messages. All caps. <laughs> You don't be too aggressive, you know. Don't be too aggressive. Um, but yeah, just be you and tell your story. I feel like everyone has a story. Believe it or not, everyone has a story. Tell your story because there's going to be at least one person out there who could relate.
0: Exactly. LinkedIn bringing people together.
1: Bringing people That's together. Yes, I love the message. <laughs>
0: And um, that's a, a great reminder, too, of, of to make your opening line eye-catching. And I would even say that that transfers over to your profile as well. I, I think it can be real easy to just kind of like start kind of regurgitating out accomplishments or whatever it is, but not everyone's going to click that, see more, mm-hmm. uh, especially if your opening line is just like, Oh, one time I went to the store and bought a Milky way bar. Yeah. That's
1: like,
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay. And that's, it's like a subpar candy in the first mm-hmm. place. But, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, maybe that works for them. Maybe they're a chocolate bar enthusiast. and <laughs> They get a lot of people connecting through that way, but mm-hmm. fantastic tips all around. Well, Hasanazi, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. This just flew by, didn't it?
1: I know, I know. Thank you so much for having me. And you've pronounced my name correctly. Boom. Like, on the dot.
0: Lovely. I try, I try. It's the uh, the career as a broadcast journalist back in, love it. in college.
1: Love it, love it.
0: Fantastic. And of course, astute listeners know that I always like to end with a joke. Uh, so let's get a, a child-friendly one, since that's your jam. <laughs> um <laughs> why did the teddy bear turn down dessert because she was stuffed oh, yeah. god.
1: <laughs> oh my god joey if you don't mind can i borrow that for one of my kids this weekend just to of, tell course.
0: of course have at it
1: i love it i love it i love it <laughs>